you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today, cracking some jokes the podcast way. Goals on goals, where homers on homers, tutties on tutties, got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into Petrilli. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the BSP Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I am your host, Brendan Petrilli. Man, a win's a win. A win is a win. That's pretty much what I'm taking out of this game for the Philadelphia Eagles over the Indianapolis Colts. Um, And a couple other things as we dive into it. I'm not too high on this win. I'm not too down on it either. I'm very middle of the pack. I think I heard Ricky Bo say the other day or yesterday, you're 9-1. and one. What are we complaining about? Now, as a fan, you have the right to complain about a lot of things, especially the way that how ugly it's been the last two games. Defensively-wise, where they we'll get to it, where they kind of figured it out a little bit offensively where they're just out of sync. I mean, got Dallas Goddard meant that much to this offense. I don't know, but it sort of seemed like it. Guys are fumbling the ball. Hurts looks confused a little bit. A win's a win. But the biggest thing is they were able to win. You lose that game, people are starting to panic a little bit. Not a full-blown panic. Shouldn't you be stupid to. But you'd start to question a couple things. That's for sure on offense. But Jalen Hurts is able to rally the troops and go down and pretty much put the team on his back, honestly. That last drive, he had four or five rushing attempts alone called for him where he wasn't just scrambling out the pocket. Design QB runs that were drawn up to perfection, honestly. They schemed it very well. And that's kind of the first thing I want to get into now as we move into this. Oh, my sinuses and everything, like my ears keep popping. I'm like, I feel a drip. I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little different. If I'm a little more nasally, but I don't know. Whatever. I'm trying to save up a little bit of money. I might buy a new mic coming up, maybe get myself a Christmas present. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast and go check out Cold One Conversations too with me and Harry Heaps if you want some more winners and a little bit more of the NFL talk because on the BSP podcast here, it's a lot of Philly sports. But now, right, click that subscribe button. Now, when it gets to it, right, they were awful. Absolutely awful coming out the gate. They, The Colts were able to run the ball right down their throat. But you were kind of thinking, man, maybe this is a real blueprint of how to beat the Eagles, right? Maybe Jordan Davis is a big deal. Fletcher Cox is washed. Maybe Adamican Sue and Lindell Joseph was just a Hail Mary that's just not going to work. But they started finally getting the pressure with four-man fronts. Gannon started to send that extra linebacker because you had four massive human beings eating up five guys on the offensive line. They would just send that extra guy. they get the right pressure. They weren't getting home a lot. They were getting the pressure on Matt Ryan. It's annoying that it takes a quarter or two to figure that out, that an old Matt Ryan who hasn't been able to run for five years, now you're going to send that extra guy? 
It's frustrating for sure. Trust me. Ah, watching that. You're just like on edge. You're just like, you know, this team is better. Uh, and then it, the more it goes on and on, you're just like, is this really what they are? But they were able to figure it out. And Dominican Sue and Lindell Joseph. Hey, I've said this a lot this year already. Props to you, Howie. Props to you. The guy's not messing around this year. He's going out. He's putting his balls on the table. And he's going to get guys that he thinks can help this team win. You know, starting in the offseason with Kaiser White, you know, the draft picks, getting the guys from Alabama, uh, Georgia, bringing in the number one wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Now you're going midseason. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Now getting Sue and Joseph. Teams kind of figured out that you were able to run the ball on this team once Jordan Davis went down. They brought in the beef. People were questioning that they might be old past their prime. They still got enough when they only have to play 30% of the snaps where you can get a nice rotation between those two, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis when he comes back. If you can keep those guys fresh and healthy, good luck running the football. And then all you got to do is just let Josh Wett, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Rush the passer. That's a lot of names. It's a lot of good football names. Now, they just got to use them properly. You can't be dropping them back in coverage, number one. But I'm happy with the way the defense. Now, should we have a parade for Jonathan Gannon? No, not at all. Get out of here. He did what he was supposed to do. Made adjustments. And I applaud him for that. He's got the players. He has no excuses. And he's finally using them. Congratulations. I was listening to, I was working with Anthony Gargano today at his thing, and he was just going off on a guy. Oh, give Jonathan Gannon. He's like, no, for doing his job, for using the actual talent that he's finally got. I agree. Hey, I'm proud of him. I'm happy that he figured it out. I hope he gets a head coaching job. But steps in the right direction. Corners started to play a little bit more aggressive. They weren't giving up those underneath routes to Michael Pittman like they were in the first quarter. They were locking him up a little bit more. That's what I hate. It's when they would just they they bring the pressure, but they'd play off corner. They just do quick bang right out. Throw it where the guy's coming from. Every time. Get up in their face. Knock them off the line of scrimmage. Your guy's got speed on the back end. Be physical. And they started to figure that out. Now that was the number one step for this team getting back into this football game because the offense was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Just some of the play calls were confusing by Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni. I think Nick had a lot more to do with this game plan than he has in past weeks. Cause you can just see the, the passion he had, the, the anger and the frustration and the desperation a little bit at times that he wanted this bad one, because he coached there and two, because they fired his buddy, Frank, Wright. So he wanted that win bad. I think he had a lot more to do with the game plan and calling than other past weeks. And that showed the first quarter or two. And then I think after halftime, what good coaches do, you will reevaluate, you look at what's working and I think he let Shane Steichen take back over the play calling. Because it was a much different offense. You were moving the ball down the field. You were just having the, t- the fumbles, the penalties. You had a first and 35. 
But in between those penalties, you're getting a 20-yard gash to A.J. Brown. You're getting a 15-yarder to Devontae Smith. You're getting a 10-, 15-yard run by Miles Sanders. But they were just coming back every time from a holding or an illegal man downfield. That is the most frustrating play for the Philadelphia Eagles ever. That and the offensive pass interference on those stupid rub routes. They get called on those two things every single time. How many times can you practice that play just for them to fuck it up? It's insane. Literally every time there's an RPO or something, a wide receiver screen, that tight end little slip screen, I'm just waiting for Jason Kelsey to get down the field. Landon Dickerson, Jordan Malata, one of the guys, you know, get down the field too early because these guys are ready to go, go, go. They're fast, athletic guys, and these plays just take so long, and they're ugly. They just never work. The the amount of sale jobs that, you know, Quez Watkins and and freaking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pascal, uh, not Pascal, <laughs> that's Pascal Siakam. Um, uh, shoot, you get what I'm saying. Um, The wide receiver, he was from the Colts. I can't remember his name right now. Why? I, I mean, it's past, whatever. Number three. The little rub routes where they just try to sell it and they just flat out mess it up every time. Just run a route. You don't got to touch the guy. Just get in his way a little bit where he's got to move his shoulder, lose his momentum. They just can't do it. And those are the little things during the week that I just feel like they don't stress enough. They That they just kind of just go through the motions. And when it comes down to game time, it shows. Now back to what I was saying. Shane Steichen took over the play calling again in that second half. Nick Sirianni let the reins off because he, you could tell with that passion that he was calling the plays to start that football game. He wanted this win. He's a good coach, looks, reevaluates, and they start going to Jalen Hurts more. It's been three, four games since Jalen Hurts has really run the ball with his feet. Where in the beginning of the year, you know, he's ripping off touchdown runs every other game. Look, the first four games. He's getting 60, 70 yards with his own legs. They started scheming it up because you were able to, because the threat of him as a passer now has opened it back up again. And that's good to see. That's good to see the coaches making those adjustments, seeing what the defense is giving you and attacking those weaknesses. I mean, I saw Dan Orlovsky do a great breakdown on the fourth and uh, not the fourth down play, but that was a good play, play too. But the touchdown, you know, it was a a pass run option. You had tight end out. You had Devontae Smith out, A.J. Green fate, right? Which way is the linebackers or the safety moved? Nope, nope, run. Jason Kelsey was pulling. Brought the linebacker, slips right in, wide open. Because they're looking for him to pass the ball. Because he has developed his game so much and has made him and solidified him as an MVP candidate. The way he's been able to be a passer and not just a runner. The running's a bonus. It makes him elite. And that's what's make this win gets me excited. Because they needed to have one of these comeback wins. The biggest deficit that the Eagles have had since the miracle at the Meadowlands 3 with Deshaun Jackson, you know, in the fourth quarter, down 10 points or more. It was good to see him rally the troops because I thought he was getting frustrated. 
It was the first time we really saw Jalen Hurts not pout because he doesn't his facial expressions don't change, but his body language is a little different. His, you know, his I mean, this is stupid, but you know, like the little cap he wears for the protect his hair from the helmet, that's like kind of like falling off on him a little bit. He looked a little sloppy on the bench. He wasn't talking with the guys as much. Hey, we're good, we're good, you know, not as much as he normally does, you know. We gotta hold it to that standard. He was kind of sitting back a little bit. He was frustrated. But for him to come back and answer, because you wanted him to do that against Washington the week before, and penalties, turnovers, prohibited that from happening. Now, he said, screw that, I'm going to do it myself. And that's why Jalen Hurts is a top three MVP pick right now. Patty Mahomes is going to be tough. That guy's on another level. But I'd take Jalen over Josh Allen in a heartbeat. I'd take him over two in a heartbeat. Patty Mahomes is a different story. That guy's on another level right now. But it gives you confidence that Chiefs fans have. You know, you saw Sunday Night Football. They got a minute, something left. No problem. We got faith that Patty can do it. I'm not there. I'm not crazy. But I have confidence that Jalen Hurts with two minutes left can go, whether it's with his arm or with his legs, and can go win me a football game. He needed that. Damn, it was ugly. But it was good to see the resilience. It's good to see the fight. It's good to see that they're not happy with the way things have been going. They know that they can play better. We've seen them play better. And I feel like they'll definitely get back there. These games, they're not just going to be handed to them. Everybody thinks it's a weak schedule, weak schedule. We're seeing teams lose left and right. Bad football teams. We're seeing close football games. Teams aren't blowing people out. Except for Dallas against the Vikings. The Eagles blew them out too. They're frauds, the Vikings. But anyway. That's where I'm at with this win. I'm in the middle. I'm happy with it. Win's a win. Move on to the next week. You got Green Bay at home. Sunday night football. Wearing all black. You can't let Aaron Rodgers get in a groove. Just can't. If you can hold Aaron Rodgers and check these wide receivers in check, which I know you can. If you can stuff the run, they got nothing. We'll be able to score. They'll get going. Clean up the mistakes. Confidence is in Jalen Hurts. Confidence is in Shane Steichen as a play caller, honestly. Good team win. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thought about going in a little bit about Nick Sirianni and that look at the end of the game, yelling at it, but honestly... Guy's a little bit of a weird guy. But he's our weird guy. We love you, Nick. Keep up the passion. We need that. All right? Shout out to the 2-1-5. Go Birds, baby. Come on. Go Birds. 9-1. and one. 